0: Hello, welcome to the Square-based show with the superstar that is Val Heppelfinger and me, his Jake to his Elwood. And in today's show, we're going to be covering some hot news from the old world and also talking about what pickup games and event games will be like. Heck yeah, Robert! A boring subject, please... Please stick with us. I promise you this will become fascinating, but it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. We're going to talk about game structure.
1: I don't think that's a tough sell. I think the next thing people are going to start getting upset about for no reason is is like, wait a minute, I can do what? So I think this is a very good time. This is a very good time to start getting in front of that conversation. Well, Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree with you so much. In fact, so much so that this is actually something you've been aggressively pushing me for for 48 mm-hmm. hours, uh, because I need everyone to know the ideas and level of content coming out of this man sat beside me is thick and fast. And I so if put- I'm an
1: ideas guy. I'm an ideas guy. Definitely. I'm more of an executive type. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a doer per se, not but very uh, I will. I will I will uh, well that's the great irony of the show, Rob. I, I I'm more of a more of a you know, I, I need a team. I need a team and a, maybe even a village. I'd say it probably takes a village, actually. So I appreciate in one man, Robert Symes is in fact a village who is just producing outstanding stuff. You guys haven't seen the Wood Elves. Holy Hannah what a great army overview. And I'm not even I'm not even saying that. That is it's really, really good work and it's been doing very well. Thanks for watching, everyone.
0: Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you and thank you. Uh I actually uh, like just cards on the table. Uh Ed Bait, thank you for subscribing for the first time. We are live on Twitch. Uh I yeah, um cards on the table, made a video, army overview, and I told you this is something I wanted to jump out at. Made a kind of like win conditions video just as uh as everything was kicking off and it didn't do great. Um and it did okay. But then I was like, Oh, I'm really nervous, especially the amount of work making all the graphics, all the editing, mm-hmm. breaking it down. I was very, very concerned. I was like, I'm not sure this will be worth it long term. Uh, and the response has been really nice, which has been good. Um, but also, and I kind of was saying this in the Discord uh, yesterday or last night, kind of a hangover from making something. It's been such a breakneck pace. Everything's been out so fast. Yes. Uh, like, you know, absorbing this information is just hours, days worth of work for everybody, yes. you know, in the community and stuff. And it's exciting stuff. But also, I'm, I'm still blown away about where we are right now. I remember being... The listener. Does that make sense? I was a Warhammer Fantasy Battle player fan yeah went to events played tourneys watched once bitten and mr Mallorian like you hey. know like lord tremendous like that that was my that was my thing i was like i was like let's go like the love i have still in my heart for mr mallorian is just up here right he and needs then, your love yeah, yeah yeah he probably does right and <laughs> then and then for people to be like love this thank you this is really great i'm like yeah but obviously this is just me making it like go yeah. and listen to the actual adults there were adults somewhere and then someone was like, you're the adult. And I was like, no, I refuse to be a part of this. Like I might stop now. So I, I got, I got panic and worry and nerves, but I do appreciate people liking the videos that we've made. So thank you. That's nice.
1: that's, that's perfect. I, I just
0: feel like I, I'm
1: like in a, in a Lunatunes cartoon and I'm just like standing on a dock and my foot was tied up in a rope. And now like, like some lunatic got into the speedboat and just took off. And now I'm just skimming along the surface behind it, and it's great. It's a good ride. It's thrilling. Got some water up my nose, but that's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, this is cool. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, ever since, I guess, last year, what? I guess uh, just around Christmas, were you like, uh, Old World's going to be the biggest thing ever. I'm like, look, let's pump the brakes there. But it's going to kick ass. Uh, and we uh, started doing uh, stuff over on the Honest Wargamer streams, which is still very much a viable channel. If you like the AOS stuff and other and other things that Rob likes to talk about. Toe
0: review videos.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Toe reviews. <laughs> <laughs> At least you She's coming.
0: Oh, she's she's she, right in the S tier already. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, uh, it's been a been a wild ride, And it continues. So it's really not even started yet, guys. We don't even everyone doesn't even have their rules in their hands yet. So uh, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's super fun. So again, thank you to everyone who's liked, subscribed, not shared anything onto any old world Facebook groups or Discords. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we don't encourage that actively. Or Reddit, don't encourage that we'll at all. Um, but so a couple of things. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, yes. Number one, we're going to the main subject to today's show, which will be after a bit of. I really want to catch up with my buddy Val. Um, because he's had a lot of info in his head, and I want to know what he's feeling and vibing on, and I kind of want to catch up with the community as well on that. I want Mm -hmm. to, so that's going to be first, but main subject of the show today is what? Events, because I already have three events on the calendar, one of which is sold out, two more to go. I'm going to be in Sweden in February streaming a Old World event you're gonna stream that yeah we just decided we were like let's just stream it yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right all right (laughs) so we're gonna do that um so that's gonna be fun Uh, do you know what also old world is perfect for the top down camera yeah it's pretty it's pretty good
1: i mean it is it yeah i mean it's still the boringest shot in in the history of of a video, uh, the top down camera of a, of a, tabletop game, but yeah, no, it works very well because you get all the information you need right there. Especially if you're using, uh, you know, 2d terrain, who cares? Uh, no, we're, we're not, no, we're not that. encouraging that. No, we wouldn't encourage that. That's too far. No, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be far more established before we do something as devastating to our future, uh, credibility as suggesting two dimensional terrain.
0: Yeah. It, it, again 3d terrain you take it off and you put the 2d there's 2d terrain underneath it's actually, it's actually we're, suggesting, we're suggesting
1: 5d terrain it's actually 5ds because we got the 3d plus the 2d
0: plus also i'm going to get some uh like febreze uh which smells of uh pine oh, and i'm going to spray absolutely. that on the forest uh- <laughs> 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 they'll be like you lift off the the trees you're like ooh. Whoa! <laughs> Everyone's nice. eyes are just itchy and noses are running. It's like, what is going on?
1: I'm so sorry. We made a terrible choice.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about uh, the main topic of today's Show we'll be talking about uh, what what events structure should look like. Should right. is different. Could look like. Um, and then also like a pickup game, for instance, me and me and Val, uh, would like to just play a pickup game next week. Let's say, you know, what yeah. kind of format are we playing and sure, yeah. Yes. Inside the core rule book, there's obviously some suggested stuff from GW, but I think yeah. there's some good pros and cons to different sections. So we'll talk about that. Cause I think that's, that's probably very, very healthy. Very. Yes. Healthy. Um, um, actually, if, if actually on the, on the note of plugging events, uh, the one in Sweden in Umaya, Umia, Umia,
1: Umia uh is is one also i got a little little uh, uh bird in my my inbox by the name of uh uh, uh rizven martinez a. Wait yes uh he's uh, he's got uh a, an event on the 3rd of february shut up happening at the forge in Barrie <laughs> barry ontario reese robbins always used to call it barry ontario barry ontario february 3rd at the forge Maybe I'll find a link and put it in the description. The Google forge. it or look, look it up. Yeah, The Forge. There's a yes. place
0: in... Uh, I covered an AOS event at The Forge in... Uh, oh, I'm going to say, yeah, Minnesota. So not too far away. So f- The Forge may be like a chain? I don't think it's a chain. I think just, you know, there's only
1: so many words you can use to name things, you know. So, like, it's clear. But yes, Um just another event. and I'm sure they'll start popping off more and more and more. And, um, you know, when uh, so- we... Invent a 25th hour of the day, maybe Rob could make an event calendar.
0: Well, that was actually what I was about to say. I was about to say so coinciding with this i'm going to make a blog post on the honest wargamer but i'll include it in the show notes for the youtube and the podcast uh mm-hmm. which will be about an event calendar so what i'm going to create is just a google calendar nice and simple uh where we can get and then maybe me and val and val's really good at this maybe we can get a bunch of people in a couple of groups who can start helping us organize when these events are where they are and then we can pop them in some sort of like available um you know calendar so people can go and check them out maybe maybe we can even be more Fancy. We talked to Tom. Maybe there could be some drop downs via region. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But that's something. Well, definitely- we
1: could just start with yeah. Start with something, and then we can make it pretty and and more functional. But I think it's, it's important that we start getting getting words up because also coming together to play, even in like a little one day or little RTT as they say, um would is great for learning rules. I mean, you don't have to take it so serious. And they get a big group of people together. Uh, obviously, as you're all wrapping your brain around it at the same time, you're going to learn together as a group. Um, you can get in a little fist fight in the parking lot when you really disagree. I mean, it's, it's,
0: you get all of the benefits of a, uh, of an,
1: of an event doing it that way.
0: Yeah. I Agreed. Agreed. And I agree with Dave in the chat. Dave's like, keep it simple. And I'm like, e- keep it simple, stupid. And I am indeed stupid. So thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Okay. So before we get into any of that though, before we get into any of that, uh-huh. buddy, how you yes. feeling? Like, oh, I want to know, like, A, how you feeling about what's going off at the minute, what's popping off? And then after that, I'm going to ask you, like, you know, what, because this is a classic for a podcast and, you know, broadcast sort of situation. What are we actually going to be working on hobby-wise? Like, what are actually, you hype about? Actually, no, the, that is the classic.
1: Uh, it was actually before podcasting was even invented. That is the classic GW employee. Hey. What you working on <laughs> what army hey, arm are you working on what army are you working on bud yeah what army are you working on Sorry. um <clears throat> good question i've ordered a bunch of um uh really good uh transfers decals decals depending on what side of that equation you're on from the mighty brush which do some really really wonderful uh water transfers for bretonians because I, I think one of my armies that's the closest to looking pretty, but needs needs a little bit of a, a facelift, as I have mentioned in the past, are my Bretts. Mm. Um And I did order the Bretonian box as well. Um, so um, I think um, they are painted in classic sort of Bretonian style, but they're heavily washed. So they they the person who who I, I bought the army painted, they paint they got it blocked in, they washed it, and that was kind of where they left it. And that's usually where I leave it too. So uh, this is a hobby challenge of mine. Uh, that actually is going to challenge me because I think the thing that would really make this army look fantastic is going in, sort of fixing up some of the freehand and um, trying to highlight, uh, which is a skill set of mine Who that I are have. you? I have refused. I have refused to develop this high, this highlight thing because normally, once I hit the wash, I am just beside myself with how long this is friggin' taken, and I don't even. I never bother. It's good. Good enough is good to me. But this army, I feel like, because all the other work's already been done, I can come and now do the, the like level it up a bit. So that's my goal. I think I think I'd love to have my my breaths sharpened and, and looking pretty because it's a very complete force and it's, and it's a very good errantry crusade force. Ooh. Um, Ooh. The only infantry I have in it is um, are, are some archers, so it's actually perfect for it. And they're painted in the you know classic style, so there's lots of variation on the on the heraldry. So that's that's where I, I want to go with it. Um, and then outside of that, it's just sort of thinking like. I don't necessarily want to play them, if that makes sense. So <laughs> uh, I'm not, fi- I'm not very, I'm not super fired up about playing Bretonians. So uh, I think the thing I I want to go to as far as like the first, first, first huge. army. I can't
0: wait. who do you want to play?
1: Orcs and goblins. I love orc- I, my green skin boys. They're my favorite. I have a beautiful, um, you know, big night goblin and, and orcs and stuff collection. So I think orcs and goblins are where I go first. And, uh, And that's probably when I when I cross when I cross the Great Ocean in March to come uh, come visit Nottingham book my ticket, by the way. I didn't tell you that.
0: Very excited. Um,
1: So that is 100 percent happening. I am coming to the United Kingdom um, uh, to uh, to 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 gallivant around a little bit for for about a week. Um, I think I think it'll be green skins with me um, is, is what I'll be running
0: huge news that's huge uh like uh i know exciting um that's fun like is there have you managed to deep dive any of the stuff yet or are you just kind of like surface level like are you just gonna go in as you want what, what are you thinking
1: rob referencing uh the the pre-show chat i'm more of an executive type i'm up i'm, up here <laughs> flying, up. I'm flying up here at forty thousand feet and uh, i'm waiting for the green skin army overview uh once, Coming soon. Once Coming someone soon. informs me of my opinion, I'll be glad to have some. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, actually, like the, the the obviously, as you were mentioning, like it's a breakneck pace right now, and I mean it's a it's it's uh, you know when we wish for something to come true, it's always going to be a double edge. It's always going to be a double edged sword. So getting all of the of the rules, of course, in grainy man read book fashion at this point, but you know getting all of the rules in sort of one big glut does make it a bit overwhelming for anyone. And so sort of, you got to just sort of pick a corner and get into it. And my most of my sort of reading has actually been more in the in, in the main rule book, to be honest with you.
0: That's that is, you know, that's eating the vegetables before you get to the steak. That's absolutely the right call. Uh, you need to do that because like, I, I think this is a good place to kind of like throw that idea out there not to be too much of like teacher in the room, like trying to get more fun. I'm not really getting the fun in today. Listen, Warhammer is incredibly, incredibly hard. And also the least, and I make, there's quite a few videos on the Honest Wargamer streams in the main Honest Wargamer channel, if you'd like, which I think are all relevant to this conversation. I talk about, like, uh, how to get good at games. I talk about unit roles, army archetypes. These are kind of, like, fundamentals that I've I've made videos about before, which I think are very good. they still a player to the old world. And my basics are always, and I say all the time, dude, or dudes, or dudettes, it's hard, and it's not sexy. Yeah. Learning rules is not sexy. Never has been. Never will be. Um, I love it, and I know other people love it. But it's not sexy. It's not fun. And you really have to motivate yourself to like to to sit down and start to absorb that information, uh, which is sucks. Which is why one of the videos I made. So I put a video on Patreon two days ago. I time is a blur to me now. Uh, but yeah. I put a video up on Patreon where it was just all of the universal special rules read I love as a that
1: concept. ASMR. ASMR, ASMR special rules, rules drop. Actually, I think that's a, a really good one. And I've actually, I have put that one on in the background, just to to help. Uh, I'm I I uh, as someone uh, who's again ardently uh, chosen not to develop skills uh, in my life, but to simply tell people my opinion. Um, uh, I was an actor uh, in in university. That's what I studied. My background was actually theater before I went into finance. Mm. So you can just put together everything about the world from that. But um, the, uh, the thing I wanted to say was that's how I would often learn lines, actually. I would record my voice and I would listen to it sort of passively in the background. And so when you suggested, I just want to sit there and read through all the USRs as a, as a, as a means for like, people getting to learn them. I was like, holy shit, Like that's a brilliant idea. I think that's great. Um, so yes, and that's Patreon only now.
0: Uh, That is uh, currently, because it's super dull to put on the main YouTube, it's just literally like, it's just like Fire and Flea does this. Like that's yes. it, that literally that, and it's like, and I'm like, I like, I don't think that it's a good reference. Um, you know, want to support the patrons as well? I think, but I think yeah. like as as mainline content, maybe we'll put it on YouTube eventually. I don't know, maybe there's, someday, maybe, maybe on a somewhere.
1: slow, maybe on a slow afternoon when there's not the fire is maybe slowed <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but also I think it would be you know we could add a little bit more if maybe on the Lords of Magic one we just get like I don't know just what are the weird things that they do like. <laughs> Elementalism
0: <laughs> oh, Do you know what? Do you know what? Now you've said it That you're an actor I now I don't know why It's just in my head I just have a seedy Underground bar Yeah Again it's Blues Brothers I think just coming to the front Yeah You're at the front And you're like uh-huh. Battle magic Yeah <laughs> I, I see it clear as day And I would watch yes. The fuck out of it yes. What? But I also see Crowd participation Just a mm-hmm. bunch of Drunk old world players just being mm-hmm. like five plus ward <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: i hit a watermelon with a sledgehammer yes exactly <laughs> that's how th- so you said you're saying you're saying learning rules is eating your vegetables not on this show yeah no, we're, do you know what, we're gonna hit right. you with vegetables we're gonna hit you with vegetables while you eat your vegetables that's good we're gonna oh, be all right
0: stinging indictment i've just realized i have done just it's boring because i've delivered it boring okay oh, let's do let's let let's do let 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 right uh, hey <laughs> how do i hey, jazz maybe, it up maybe maybe put me put me in coach i
1: can I'm i ready. can record i'll record
0: the i'll record an asmr all over it i'm ready i'm i'm that's that, is, that I'm, <laughs> i've got a list for you let's go uh, right. okay uh, so you are gonna play orcs and goblins and then uh, you're hobbying on some bretonians at the moment that's i the think one. that
1: feels like i feel like that's that's the way to go and then also like there's the whole rebasing thing um i think bretonians definitely gonna like rebase um, and then, um, actually in one of the chats that we're in, we, we've uh, been sort of talking about how to like make, uh, adapters for movement trays and stuff. Um, not necessarily for, uh, like, like, like adapters that would just allow you to plug in so that you can put a 20 millimeter and it's, in it, but it takes up a 25 millimeter space or a 25 millimeter that takes up a 30 millimeter space. These types of things are starting to trickle out there, um, just to make sure that like you know, it's easy enough to do because actually, well, I, I can't really segue the show, it's outside of my control, but like <laughs> basic basing, just throwing this out there, when you're playing in the early goes, what how do you feel about it? Do we really think that like base sizes make a are, are, are a
0: big deal in this game right now? Okay, so so this this conversation kind of came up. Someone's like, Oh, can you suggest an army list? Like, and I was like, Okay, if we're playing two thousand points, yeah. That's a wildly different army. We'll talk about this in a bit. To 1999 yeah. points, 100%. Yeah, right. Then am I playing a pickup game with my friend, in which case winning by 100 points is the win that I get to like pat myself on the back with? But it's just you know the friendly game with my friend, or am I yeah. playing at an event where? You know, the wing, it's win-loss draw, but the secondary is obviously going to be the differential, how much I beat each person by. Sure, and therefore, yeah. I now have to play more aggro. I can't play, sit in the corner, get an 11-9. You know, right. so so those dynamics, and, and sorry, to, to explain that to new people, just to be a little bit more clear... How many points you beat someone by in a game, it creates a differential. And if you if you draw, obviously, it's a 10-10. And the more the victory, uh, the number goes towards, like, if I had a really good victory, it would be like a 15-5. And then eventually you end up at a 20-0. At an event, uh, if me and Val both went 5-0, as we clearly will, um, went 5-0 at an event, and then, uh, what, how we would differentiate about who is the winner there is if I uh-huh. got all 11 nines and Val clearly would get all twenty nils, then he would he would have he would have beaten the game because his wins were like bigger wins basically.
1: Right. Sure. So, yes.
0: So again, list building is really dependent on the environment in which you're you know you're putting lists into as well. So. I forgot where I was at the start. We were talking about base
1: sizes, whether
0: or not they're base relevant. Base sizes, are perfect. <laughs> right. So, so base sizes, like, are kind of irrelevant and kind of very relevant right now. Because right. And that's, and I mean, literally the topic of today's show. Once mm-hmm. we establish what a you know a standard game looks like, uh, I was reading the story yesterday about how uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, was it Yu-Gi-Oh? It might've been Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, there was no limit on how many cards you can bring in a deck. So someone okay. bought a 2,500 card deck. And then the (laughs) next event, they were like, there's 60 cards. You can have 60 cards. That's the maximum. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: So, like, uh, standardization is useful because it then gives you a framework for discussion. And so right now, just put anything on the table and learn Mm -hmm. the game. That's what you should be doing because it's a complicated game to learn. But after that, like, as long as the tray it's in... Is the right size, and, uh, so, and someone picked me up on this as well on YouTube. I mean, like, so yes, a tray would add, let's say, a mill or two mills to the sides or whatever. Mm-hmm. You obviously don't measure to the external of the tray. You move, you measure to the internal of the tray. It's the internal mm-hmm. element that's correct. Um, yes, yeah, you know, and also we're having conversations uh you know when you get to the table i move in i am like just so you know like i'm going to be measuring to the internal of the tray that's where we're measuring to yeah this tray is just what you know whatever the conversation is so 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 you have you have a lived experience which I
1: think is actually incredibly uh, useful here, which is the transition from Warhammer Fantasy Battle Eighth Edition to AOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a dr- much more dramatic change, obviously in in, in basing there. Mm-hmm. But um, in in that game, I feel, and also uh, I'll I'll bring up my my experience in 40k. Um, the base sizing in in the last you know eight years that I that I was playing uh, has gradually scaled up. Everyone sort of moved from twenty-fives to 32s. Ah uh, twenty fives went to twenty eights for some reason. Uh, but uh, there's so th- there was um, uh, differences in bases, which have, I would say, a marginal impact on on the game. There's gonna generally speaking with base sizes in in skirmish games, which AOS and forty k both are, you're gonna have um, both benefits and downsides to that. In AOS, if I recall, out of the gates, they made it so that the base actually didn't matter. like it didn't count for anything. But nonetheless, there's going to be there's going to be a pressure. Again, this is a game of aesthetics. We don't play this with 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 nickels and quarters on the table. We play these with beautifully painted armies sometimes, um, and you know, well, at we the very tried. least, we're playing with very we're playing with very fancy models always. Um, so, like, people are going to want to have their army look right, um, and I'm just I just I'll go out and say it. I feel like, in the interest of getting people playing, I think the number one thing we should normalize is don't worry about rebasing. Um, yet, um, I think in time you're, most people are just going to want to, there will always be these holdouts who have all their space Marines on 25 millimeters in 40 K and such. Um, but there, there'll be people who really don't ever want to rebase. So if we start saying immediately, like, you got to get your models rebased, um, or if, if tournament organizers out there are like, okay, we're going to, we're going to like make sure that even the footprint is correct. I think almost just like take the, take the models you have on the bases you have them on right now. And just play the game. Just 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 ignore the base size for now. Play with your eighth edition or sixth edition armies as is, because I don't think the the base size is, is really relevant right now. Uh, in 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 large part, um, and like obviously, it's going to make your your flank is going to be longer if you're on a bigger base versus a shorter base. Mm. Your frontage will be wider if you're on a bigger base versus a shorter base. But I think as of right this second, that's kind of Something we can worry about later. Am I right?
0: Uh, yeah, I th- I, I, absolutely. Don't feel like oh, I can't go and play a pickup game of the old world tomorrow because all my stuff's on the wrong base. Even at I- an event though, like this thing
1: at the forge. Like I'm, I have no idea what their rules are, but at the forge, if I if I was running a one day or hmm. sort of opening weekend, I think I would be out front saying, "Just bring whatever you got on whatever you got."
0: I think yeah I think I think for the first couple of months I think that's a fair I think that's a fair conversation yeah like I like I'm maybe I'm a little bit of a stickler like and I understand I know. Uh, you know and I but like I also I am pretty like when I run events same sort of boat like I'm like I'm with you I think in in most parts and I think the idea cuz I, I can hear the youtube comment now like there's going to be people who intentionally abuse your your kindness or the system I I get it but like you know it's a it's a it's a it's a time of transition and so that is a time for empathy and i think you're absolutely right um similarly like in like so, so for some context, when Age of Sigma switched, well, when Farham fans about switching to uh, Age of Sigma, uh, Games Workshop were like, you need to measure to the model. That was their entire shtick. But obviously, mm-hmm. like that immediately fundamentally broke down as a core rule. You know? Okay. And so that's really worked. Yeah. It, really work. it, just, it yeah. just didn't. It didn't work at all. And so yeah. the event community, um, not only created points, but they also created base sizes for every model in the game. Um, and then those are pretty much standard to now. And there's been some changes. Um, yeah. And then we also talked about volumetric measuring when we talked about heights and other stuff. There was like uh, a very famous kind of like, uh, you know, kind of rule that someone put in, which was great. And it was all community led. And then yeah. it was accepted like uh, you know the world over as this is the system that we we go through and i think that's great and it's, it really isn't it really wasn't someone or it didn't feel like as an external observer to this didn't feel like it was someone laying down the law it was me being like thank you <laughs> like mm-hmm. thank you i know what vase sizes is so i think yes like yeah sure. it, it was really really good and then eventually it all kind of um it transferred through and then it all it all remained the same so i think long term I think uh, obviously get the stuff rebased or get the movement trays because I also expect there to be events where someone exclusively plays with movement trays with all their models on round bases slotted in, which I consider 100%. to be in three years time, I'll consider that to be as viable as doing it tomorrow.
1: We so need, like, I, I look forward to getting a 30 millimeter by 30 millimeter base and a 32 millimeter round and really putting them next to each other and just seeing how, what's the difference on that footprint. Um, because uh, you know it could very well be that that 32 millimeter round just fits inside that square anyway, um, because often the measured sizes that are told us uh, are not accurate <laughs> from G-dubs. Whippy sticks, looking at you, can't wait to see if they're measured correctly on, this, on these ones. Um, but I think too, like uh, when I think of 40K, and, um, and specifically um, like we, when I was first playing, it was, the game was going through a big transition. Armies were being sort of refreshed and embiggened um, and so people with older models, smaller models were on smaller bases. And um, I think back to my 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 original hobby heroes or like gaming heroes were, were the guys at frontline gaming, Reese and Frankie. And their favorite thing was events. That's kind of what jazzed them up and got them going on in, in 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 as being sort of organizers and leaders, was wanting to hold big events. They were really inspired by Adepticon. And so they went there and they were like, we should do this on the West Coast, and they created something called the Bay Area Open. But their in their early years of those events, like all the way up probably through the first or second year of Eighth Edition 40k, so we're talking 2018, 2019, they had very lax hobby standards, <clears throat> and they generally speaking, like um, you know, it was about getting people to the event, mm. and so eventually that became sort of contentious. Was like uh, uh, it became a problem where no one had their armies painted. It was a lot of great plastic. Models were broken. It didn't look very good. And but at that point was when they started bringing in heavier standards because they had people who were now going to events, realizing how much fun they were, how great it was. Events were awesome. And then you can bring in a standard because those people are like, oh, totally. It's worth at that point. It's like, oh, no, totally. It's worth painting my army so I can go to this event instead of "Ah, I I, I can't I can't get an army painted. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to go to the event. So the idea like was like get the doors like blow the doors open basically make the standard for entry as like achievable as possible, because what we want is people getting out, playing the game, meeting other people who play the game, getting those communities off the ground. So I think as in general, I feel like there's going to be a very established like old fantasy player base who have had painted armies for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're going to be on the wrong basis and they're going to be like, well, should I go? There's going to be the people who are coming in who are just excited about this. They want to get a new army going. Maybe it's maybe it's you know primed and 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 on the right basis, though, like should I go? And I think just play those armies against each other in, the, in, the, in in the in the beginning and we'll we'll come around to having real standards when 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 that time comes. I don't think I don't think we're anywhere near that. I think just just get out there. and honestly, I don't think in in the beginning, when we're all getting a lot of rules wrong, when we're taking too long and we're getting three turns in around, You know, like all that kind of stuff, like who wins is going to be beside the point as far as like getting out there and enjoying the game and learning the game.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that the game should be aspirational at the moment, like towards. Yeah. Like I think, and I think t- today's conversation it is like a good like start as a framework towards the aspiration. I agree with you. Like the rules are hard. Like like, and it's going to be like there's going to be a lot of memory like that you're going to need to use and on the tabletop tokens, all sorts of stuff. Like it's going to be like challenging. So I, I'm with you, and I do think you know you need to see the value in doing that work. There's no, I feel there's no more inspiration. I feel than Sunday night after an event or Monday morning after an event when like that's the time when I feel most inspired because I'm just so hype and thrilled by stuff I've seen and I want to take part in. So I agree with Mm you. And I'm like, get out there. I would say that like, you know, a movement extender tray is not that complex if you would just be like, you know, and also not to say you would rob yourself of the experience, but I don't, again, a movement tray extender not being particularly difficult to, you know, to, to get, Mm-hmm. Um, that will give you. Some, yeah. Uh, yes. Also, but like, <laughs> really what saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was more, I was more referencing the fact that, um, you know, you give yourself a more realistic interpretation of what your unit does. Like, so that's also, you know, like, uh, perfect practice versus just practice is also mm-hmm. a really like, you know, sensible thing. You used to do that a lot in martial arts. It wasn't about, it wasn't about like, uh, winning. It was about practicing well versus like, okay. cause you know, cause they always say practice makes perfect, but that's not wrong. That, sorry that's not right it's like uh, perfect practice so what, makes permanent
1: so okay so here's the deal so what if so this is the other thing is that so if we want people from aos to come over and give it a try and people oh, have armies that they want to use them both hmm. fundamentally their width uh you know on a uh, is going to be too wide uh if, if they're using 32 millimeter rank and file you know so like like you can't put that on a tray and get smaller you know there's no way there's no way you can do that hmm. um so we I, I say, who cares? That's what I that, like, especially in that particular example. I think example, that's super I, say, fair. Who cares. I think that's super fair. Um, so, uh, and like, I agree, like the the being, uh, you know, uh, what is it? A, a fifth too small, like a 20 mil versus a 25. Yeah, that's going to make a, a much bigger difference um, when you stack it up. But out of the gate, again, I think uh, basically we're coming from like one of us is saying, just play with what you got for now. And the other one is saying, let's at least get the footprint right.
0: No, um, no, no, up. I'm not. I'm no, I'm actually on board with you. Like stage one, you and me exactly the same page. And I'm saying, mm. let's think about because that that's basically where my brain has been at, you know, like, which is why we I, 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 I had the movement trays and the bases all sculpted by someone. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. I'm going to need that. If someone came over tomorrow and they're on round bases and he's like, I've Blue want wanted cardboard for the right size of a movement tray, I'd be like, let's play. You can like I will play games with Warhammer Fantasy Battle. I know this already, because I have a couple of friends locally where we will just probably predominantly be playing with bases, not even a mini. You know, initially. Right, yeah. Like I but my aspiration. Is beautifully painted armies on the right bases played where I don't get the rules wrong, but I understand how difficult that aspiration is. So I'm with you, categorically on that front. Bit just put some dudes down. Doesn't have to be two thousand points. Just put five hundred points of dudes down. Just roll some dice, see what happens. Try to work it out. Like I'm on board with that. You can't. I would like to really be clear. Like super on board. Like because it's hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And big picture too. Like we we like these these these. Tournaments will look so good, and we, we will get there. But I think at, at the beginning, let's just let's just talk. Let's let's make let's be happy. People are out. That's I think where we want to get to to start with. But uh, yeah,
0: um, I mean, I can't believe how excited people are it's like wild because, it's, like, it's yeah, incredible wild. and also because the the, <laughs> the effort of putting together an, a, a, an old world army now you're just like you're looking in those cupboards like i have spent the last year and a half nailing this you must two, be- two years yeah <laughs> <laughs> two yeah. years you must feel over the moon right other people are like oh shit uh, like i started building some chaos nights last night for my chaos army yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how much trim I'm gonna have to pay." Val was so right. I should have done this a year ago. <laughs> I'm really regretting some life choices at the moment. Is all I'm gonna say. Uh,
1: not at all, man. You are having fun doing other things, and like, hope, like I think the key too is is like keeping people interested because there's gonna be lots of people now who are like, "Oh, I gotta put this shit together," and the danger is now people don't trans. I gotta learn all these rules. Right, so like the danger is keeping that, keeping the enthusiasm and giving folks some things to shoot for, aka Square Bass GT one, two, and three, and maybe four. I don't know how many you've got on the books right now I've in March. i have got three on the
0: books, but when, when are we getting some Canada GT? Where are we come on?
1: I'm working with Lionel. We have TGX that happens in the summer. Um, I'm hoping uh, that we'll have uh, we'll have an event there. He said I'll get back to you. Uh, thanks, Lionel. Uh, and then there's also there's I think I think basically every large tournaments out there uh right now uh is is probably thinking like do we have space for a little gt on the side and by that i mean you know, at large aos and 40k tournaments mm-hmm. um generally speaking we'll have like smaller events that happen at them as well um so i i and i know here in ontario there's a little group of of tos i've, I've got going on that we're we're looking at how we start to organize a lot of st- and i think the number one place obviously flgs sort of your your, your local game stores they're really going to lead the charge on this, having, a, you know, either a game night or, you know, one day or on the weekend. That's where tournaments will really start. It'll be fun. To, like the first the first GT, obviously, in Sweden that we've seen is is a big attempt at a, at a sort of a larger event. Um, but, uh, you know, like all over the world, we'll start seeing those ramp up. It'll be fun to see what's the first big one. I know there's someone talking to kicker over at Frontline, trying to maybe get some space at BAL. Uh, that, that one's out in San Francisco. Um, you know, there's people all over the world, like just trying to figure out how do we get this going? But like, you know, we, we just, the, the thing is, is we got also got to show up when they do start happening. So, uh, so yeah, there's, same in the UK,
0: is going, there's a couple of old deers that run a couple of local, uh, council, uh, uh, community centers in some villages who are trembling at the idea again of some uh, some green tables uh, being unfolded out like from storage that were, where were ten years ago. Where did we put those green tables? That's uh, right. <laughs> and terrain too. Like I think one of the things that you talked about
1: um because we're we're by the way guys we're kind of we're we're spitballing a, a pack here an event pack. I don't know if you caught on, but we're we're doing it. Uh, one thing that you talked about right out of the gates was uh, terrain packs, uh, basically like like setups for tables mm. uh, to give guidance uh, on on how to how to set things up, which is something you've led I think uh, very successfully for AOS, which I think probably has less even terrain rules out like
0: innately than, Zigma, than than this Zygma game does. Has no terrain rules. Uh, that's but, much
1: less than what this game has
0: been yeah but to, but to, <laughs> but to, but to, but to give some context to what happened basically age Sigmar 3 came out and between age Sigmar 2 and age Sigmar 3 40k ninth edition came out um, right. and uh that you know the there was that huge conversation i was making a lot of 40k content at the time there's a huge conversation around terrain terrain rules and other stuff like that which i thought was really healthy really good um and so when age Sigmar 3 came out and i saw there wasn't any that was really impactful or decent um mm-hmm. i instituted a bunch of terrain rules standardized terrain rules which pretty much got accepted across uh the the majority of the uh the world as fairly standard the uh, and then i put out terrain packs whenever new missions come out and stuff and people and they're all free so and people use them and that's nice and it's nice to know that i've had a positive impact on my community the one thing i would say is that like there's still the ongoing discussion between player place terrain and maps i'd like to say between you and me i i i personally think because like because maps are always like well who's going to set them out i'm like you just put the picture online for free and they just do that and then people are like that would be impossible in the year of our Lord, 2024
1: and in 40 in the 40k scene gw has gone the map route and i think it's largely more and more being embraced all the time mm-hmm. the player place thing in 40k came from um i think i think i can say this quite literally frontline gaming who had an incredible uh, um uh, there's a saying in, in military uh, 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 strategy is built strategy. So like what the army that you've built is the army you've got, and that's the strategy you got to use. Um, and they had you know their train manufacturers. They had all this train that didn't really work in Ninth Edition very well, mm. 40k. And so they they came up with the player placed uh, system that they they stewed up. Not the first player place ever by any stretch, but they really pushed it as a way of solving for not having the right types of train for the new game. And subsequently, though, I think with the with the um with the u s. open series and also the rules that they put in like baked into the books uh, for forty k with with sort of set deployment types and maps, I feel like a set deployment is a way to go. And this immediately sparks. I know right now we could go and look at the the twenty fifteen ETC pack. Uh, which was the European Team Championships, the uh, sort of the where where, where a lot of the, the the big team championships have come from for other games, um, and they had set terrain. They also had set terrain tables that, um, uh, because a big part of their player pack was that they made it so that Forest and hills block line of sight. Mm. So those are those are going to be like ready-made um, like basically um, uh, ideas that um, used a, a similar game. Uh, and also use uh, terrain as a means of mixing up line of sight and blocking things. So I think we could maybe look at also. Obviously, ninth age has developed since. I'm sure, like their mission pack would be really interesting to look at. Um, you know. Oh, so um, I have uh,
0: on the on the back of that the 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 UK ninth age masters. Is right. being, is being held this weekend at my venue um so I'm I'm very excited to like to absolutely to and learn then, from those guys yeah, yeah to learn from those guys uh, and ask a ton of questions and break that down and I know several of them have been involved in some of the development of the old world as well uh' oh, that's Some cool. testing in the background it makes sense right like go mm-hmm. to go to the go to the absolute grinders and get some info um, yeah. so so uh I would I would suspect some of them have some really good knowledge that I can kind of like absorb #steel um yes. and then <laughs> and then uh and then break down so that, that yeah, I agree with you terrain terrain maps I would also like to see alternating terrain maps as well I think that would mm-hmm. be fun and if I want to be very square bast about it which I love to be uh, yes. square blessed I square would like up. I I'm going to I'm going to throw something out there Go What ahead. about the terrain maps also have a narrative as an example Ooh. yeah If you were to do, let's say, let's say middle of the board yeah you do a couple of buildings right and then in the background instead of there being always two forests like sure maybe you would always have linear like there's always two forests there's always two buildings there's always two rivers you sure but if we wanted to because maps are not maps are a little bit difficult to do on the graphics end but from the uh, the executive position that you're in you can just free ball baby you can Whatever just, be I like, want. just be like you'd be like i want two buildings and then the back two more buildings in the front two more buildings and you're like <laughs> you know and that you're like okay that isn't linear like that's added that's created a lot of angles a lot of line of sight yeah. a lot of that stuff but that's very very cool that creates inside of itself its own meta and like and I get this a lot with terrain packs or when people play at my venue they're always like Rob your terrain is very impactful and I'm like okay yes. is that negative or positive and often I get it's just different and I'm yeah. like well how wonderful is that being able to create a permutation like if you had four different terrain maps for one mission just four but they were wildly different you basically have four maps and i don't know how better to describe this and you could play the same game four times that's huge yep. That's, yep. that's so good so i'm super keen for that actually i actually got myself very excited very good. i can't wait yeah, no. can you make some crazy maps up for me please i'll make them graphics I <laughs> not sort of some crazy shit tell I... a story
1: I am happy to to cruise through other people's ideas and and say that I told you a story. No problem. That is exactly the executive type of action I will take. <laughs> um, I just want
0: I just want like you to be like this. Rob is the map from the central place of Marenburg. There might also be some uh stuff inside of the old rule books. Stuff inside yeah. like like I really love in Total War where you can pick the map you're playing on. hmm It's mm-hmm. pretty fun. Hey.
1: I think, uh, yeah. And I think, yeah. And also the deployment type I, right now, the biggest thing in the book on in the missions that really separates them. And there's some like secondary type objectives that do change from mission to mission. Uh, but for the most part, it's kill points. Um, everything adds to your, your total victory point to- total uh, in addition to kill points, um, but it's deployment uh, style. And so they've included, I think a lot of the sort of classically Warhammer deployment styles in that list of missions. And so how we factor for terrain because obviously if you're lining up on the long edges against one another it's going to be very different if you're going corner to corner uh or lo- or short edge to short edge um you know so having uh terrain that sort of dynamically changes with those setups I think is a no-brainer for sure and again these are could be things that are created and put out there maybe run at uh events that you know you do personally or we do together you know ar- around all over the place or or People who want to take advantage of them. It's not gonna be things that anyone has to do. It's another thing I loved about the the approach frontline gaming did is they just they had their own events, they set an example. It wasn't about you having to do everything exactly the same. Everyone's meta is gonna be a little bit, like you said, different. And the players, it's on the players to adapt to the, the 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 place that you're playing in. And that in my in my experience, gamers like folks who are actually trying to win an event or a tournament they're not really going to nitpick about about you know things like terrain setup or et cetera. they're going to figure out how do i now play to win in this particular situation and that's what you want i think there's a lot of other people who gnash their teeth a little bit more so in general i think it'd be great if we had you know uh, these these mission packs and terrain setups uh, just freely available and by no means are they going to be monolithic um but again it gives someone who wants to just start a tournament or get an event going They've got some resources that they can pull from. I think that's really, really good. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and I and I I have this uh, discussion online a lot as well, um, and I have continuously had this discussion online. And I'd like to I'd like to give put my ten cents in. And I'm sure people will disagree with me, but I personally believe that tournament games, event games, are also narrative experiences. Uh, yeah. And people have, like and so there's a very much there's a big difference between an RPG or like you know D and D, where like uh, where it, the entire thing is about like creating a story in many ways although there's normally objectives and you can lose at DD uh but like you know a, a tournament game is uh, a, a battle it's more so than any of the other games what happened fantasy battle or the old world is a battle between two armies mm-hmm. uh, and so get, they have their own overriding narrative and all the rules to represent them and i think old world does that really well and so does the other army. So then, giving a the setting to the place, uh, but that setting to the map, also having like rules Around that work. Again. It's really yeah. easy to do. Like it's not complicated. Yeah. Um, and so, like I'm very excited about that. Like now, that's all I want to do with my afternoon is do maps. No, <laughs> I <worry. laughs> like I'm so excited. Like you, could, you could get super weird with it, man. You could do like source material anyway anyway yes actually if you've ever watched much honest war game and stuff you'll know that i'm a bit of a terrain nerd i don't know why like 100 i think i think the
1: arena the arena was founded on on having good terrain um i think too that what's wonderful is that all like if you're a to uh i feel like the making good looking tables that are like really nice to play on is much more accessible for 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 the old world and for uh fantasy battles than say 40k um you know it's i think a much harder uh, a standard to like paint up, a, a, you know, an entire ruined city, which is what 40k tends to be played on now. Um, whereas, you know, this, this is stuff that you can actually hobby up, you can hobby up hills, you know, you can, uh, you know, you can make forests, you know, like, these are things that uh, I think are within reach of a lot more people, which is great. Uh, especially if you're willing to put the time in. So what about uh what about uh what we actually take to these events?
0: Okay, yes, yeah, so we kind of we kind of smoothed into the, the topic. So I think yes, terrain is so let's we we started. We've started the main subject of the show. Uh no, we're in. We, we're in. <laughs> and first off, we should make terrain maps um identify what terrain is make various terrain maps uh, all of which is suggestions people can use but i think valuable in of themselves so uh, i think we agree there which is cool let's start right at the top my friend let's talk about army construction okay yeah. uh, so you and me are going to play a pickup game next week or we're going to p- attend an event or run an event mm-hmm. the first question has to be and you're the one that brought this up and i think it's a solid point mm-hmm. uh, do you play at 2000 points or do you play at 1999 points and can you explain the difference please absolutely i can um so if we look at uh, an
1: example like oh do we have the do we have the wood elf graphic is that possible to, to yeah, dial yeah. Give, up give uh, me a second give me, i can find that um, graphic sure so i'll back i'll back things up just even a tiny little bit because again we've been around the block a few times um, but even if we look at the most recent uh, game which is warhammer fantasy battles uh 8th edition, um there were some restrictions on on the uh, on basically repeating units. So, you know, uh, a special unit you could bring up to 4 times in a game up to 3000 points. You can bring up to 4 copies of the same one. A rare unit you could bring two copies of the same one in a game up to 3000 points. We've seen on on some of the um uh armyless construction things now that we have um all oh, this is actually a bad
0: example because they don't have them, but we have 0 to 1 choices. Um, in, so, in a, so, in a so, grand army. So I'm doing. Uh, so I've got. War- I brought warriors of chaos up uh, oh, as an okay. example for people. So yeah, in the rare slot, as an example, uh, you can have for every. I think it's for every thousand points you can have one hell cannon. And okay, uh, pretty importantly, uh, I think it's either one chaos lord or one chaos sorcerer lord uh, per army. Um, yes. So some uh, of these, so yeah, so some of the, on this graphic, on some of these,
1: it will be zero to one per grand army period, no matter how big it gets. Mm. And on some of these, it will be zero to one or zero to three per thousand points. So if we're using the example of a hell cannon, which I think is, has that condition. It does. Yeah. If, 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 uh, if, if you wanted to do uh, zero to one hell cannons per thousand points in a 2000 point game, you get two hell cannons. Um, and uh, in, in other examples, uh, you might have Um, things like, uh, you know, like your level four, this actually usually comes up with the, with the sorcerer Lord or the, the high level mages Mm -hmm. will be zero to one per thousand points. So if you're at 2000 points, you could basically have two level fours. Uh, if you're at 1999, you could have one level four, uh, because, because in general, the units that have been identified as needing to be restricted as in like, we don't want, we don't want a thousand of these in, in a thousand point game. Um, They've picked the number one per 1,000 points as that limiter, and so the the most hands-off way to add a little bit more comp, a force. And I and I'm I'm big on this. This has always been one of my things. In general, this is the perspective I come from, which is what I What is called economy of choice. So when you're making a choice, um, there is a, a, an implicit trade-off to making that choice. If you're taking one thing, um, you 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 might be forced to not take another thing. Right. And so I feel that army construction, this is more of a 40 K thing than maybe an AOS thing, but, um, uh, cause I'm just super not familiar with, 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 AOS that, um, it's gotten to a place where, you know, like you do have to make choices. You can't just take everything in the times in the game in Warhammer, hmm. where we've had things closer to open play ability to bring in whatever allies you want able to bring in as many copies of the same unit that you want. What happens is not necessarily that the game sucks, that's 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 all relative to the player experience. Um, it's more just that uh, you get into a situation where the game doesn't narrow you get Ludo narrative dissonance. You get a game that doesn't look like you, a lot of people might wish a Warhammer fantasy set game to look like. You might you you just might get armies that become very skewed because that's having open choice, able to spam, if you want, or like bring multiples of the same unit type, basically will skew the meta in a direction. Just like you mentioned with terrain, terrain's going to skew the meta in one direction or another, having an open field in front of you versus something with line of sight blocking is going to have two very different, uh, it's gonna favor two very different approaches to army build and design. So that all being said, looking at um, the game without, if you wanted to, to touch it as, if you wanted to touch the out of the box format as little as possible, but add some restriction to unit choices I think the easiest thing to do is that we say okay all games are played at 1999 points.
0: Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things to say here. Number one, don't want to affect anyone's fun because I personally want two hell Cannons, right, at 2000 points. Like yep. uh, and I'm on board with everyone who's you know part of that process. And it might be and this is always kind of those conversations, it might be like the difference between this conversation and the allies conversation is going to be very night and day. This is yes there's basically a choice and also amazingly two almost two game systems at which a point difference makes like yeah, you know okay. one army might be so much better at 2000 points but then you know middle of the pack at 1999 and that's kind of fascinating and we don't really know yet what like what the results of those are and i think and so that's a not trying to yuck anyone's yum or stop you from having the toys that you want although eventually you do have to not have all the toys you want because you can't have a yeah. billion points which is why you actually get
1: those- i i, I really ahead. do if from a from a from a match play perspective from a from an event perspective i don't want you to have all the toys you want i want it to be it, like I, I think i think it's i think it's important to have restriction I, uh, otherwise like and it's not because, like, freedom, like, I, I well, actually, yeah, no, intrinsically, I, I don't believe in complete freedom. But I do believe in constraining choice. I think that is important for a game. I think a game without constraints is not a game.
0: Yeah, um yes, yeah. yes. I, I agree. Structured like we talked about earlier, like structure yeah. with maps and structure with everything is is, yeah. is is super important. And I'm with you. Uh so like that's A. Not trying to take anyone's fun away, but like, you know, there's a conversation, of vow's right. Because like with dwarfs as an example, I think it's like zero to three cannons per thousand points, I think. Yep. Uh so yeah. that means helicopters
1: are the much bigger deal on that one. But yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So that's
0: <laughs> so that'll be six cannons in a 2000 point game or three cannons in a 1999 game however is the real problem in the game six cannons or is the real problem in the game heroes are or, or you know lords on monstrous you know on a chaos dragon as an example
1: correct so, like yep. so
0: so actually maybe 2000 points really limits what's going on with those monstrous lord characters and maybe that's a conversation but right now it's, not, it's It's up in the air. I think it'll be on mm-hmm. TOs to choose and develop mm-hmm. that like conversation and that frequency. I'd also like to talk about spam because I know this is a, a conversation you and me have had it off air and I'd love mm-hmm. to just air it for everybody. Uh, yeah, because you're sure. right, in 40k and Age of Sigmar, I've had very different relationships with uh, taking multiples of the same units. Um, mm-hmm. So in Age of Sigmar, as an example right now, taking a bunch of sharks for the Iron Deepkin uh, is actually quite good. They reduce the points, they kind of change Change a little rule on them so they do like a little bit better so like having multiples of them has become like multiples has become created a problem uh, mm-hmm. which has not been game defining but it is mm-hmm. definitely good. Uh, However, in a 40K setting, we've seen multiple times, um, uh, there was the Hive Tyrant thing way back in the day. But even post then, you had Orc buggies, uh, you Mm -hmm. had uh, uh, Mechanicum, like kind of like horde things. And we're only bringing up these examples to showcase that both me and Val have been very conscious of, you know, uh, event structures and then like problems that games have had in trying to produce like a game.
1: So just... And and also... To be fair too, to like to the forty k players and the AOS players, I think there is a growing like groaningness, like, for example, with buggies. Uh, Orc buggies were uh, a new model that GW released. um and uh, they had uh, then they got a new 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 codex in in ninth edition. um and they had uh, the ability to take, I think it was uh, up to three per unit, and then you could bring three more uh, units of that. So there was a rule of three in forty k, but that meant that you could have nine of this buggy. Um, that uh, you could bring to a table if you wanted. I think that's how it went. Um, and um, the thing that happened there is that then people run out, they buy these kits. The, the Ork Buggy in Canada, I think, is like 70, 80 bucks. It's not a cheap kit. They buy, uh, they bought nine of them to go to the events. Everyone, when they saw that rule, that they saw that these these very good models could be spammed or brought in, in, in triplicate, said, this probably isn't good, everybody. Uh, it's not going to be great for the game. And then um, invariably what happened was Four months down the road, GW said, you know what, guys, we probably shouldn't do that. Actually, you can only bring one buggy of each type. Well, now the people who've gone out and based on the meta that existed, got a lot of the same model and painted them up and got them ready for tournaments to play with because that's what they said they could do. Well, now they literally can't bring toys that they bought specifically to use in tournaments because that was the best option.
0: So Uh, for me... Can I just jump in just for a sec? Because the YouTube comment that you're about to write, which is, well, they shouldn't have chased the meta, stop typing it. You don't need to type it. Okay, what happens is, like, when someone bought loads of sharks um, and, like, when people took lots of buggies, yes, people may have bought lots of buggies because they thought it was cool. Um, uh, Sorry, they they thought it was strong and it was good. But they may also also bought lots of buggies because they thought it was cool. Like, And probably it was more one than two. Uh, it's but,
1: it's probably both speed freaks narratively having an army with all buggies. By the way, totally fits. Like that's something that happens in Warhammer forty thousand in the lore. All that stuff. Speed freaks are one hundred percent like a thing that your Ludo narrative dissonance probably was not impacted by by buggy spam. To be quite frank.
0: Well, that's the kind of a problem, swan- isn't it? Because spam yeah. is always warring with theme. Yes. Always. Yes.
1: Always. Sometimes spam doesn't do that. In this particular case, you're right. There could have been lots of people who are like, yes, I can finally build the speed freak army of my dreams. And then it also happened to be very good. The point I was just trying to get to though, is that like, if you have those constraints that to me are foregone conclusions, right? Because eventually what happens is the keyboard warriors who are getting nuked, by the way, I streamed, I broadcast from, from, uh, uh from uh, uh San Francisco um sorry not San, uh, Southern California in in San Diego I broadcast a game of the some might call one of the best 40k players out there Mr Sean Naden team America Captain America himself he was on the board against no disrespect to this person a guy who who you know didn't have necessarily the pedigree of 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 Sean Naden against against these buggies Sean Naden lost a turn and a half so like that that's a bad look like that's that that says to me is this a skill is this a skill cap or is this just being able to bring everything of the best unit means that you know you have a go win button i think having a, a format where it's very easy to bring lots of the best unit um, makes it so that you know skill expression is a little bit more limited so for two reasons that one we want to we want to maximize skill expression we want to make it so that you don't lose an army construction as much as you can because we can't we're not going to go in there and change everything about this game that's not how it goes but i do think having restrictions on the ability to bring multiple units whether that's by going 1999 points or maybe something else too i think that's i think that is a, a fair factor it also stops people from building to a meta that eventually people will just not like like,
0: well, so I think quickly. I think that's a bit that I'd like to kind of like touch on because that's a bit where we fall down a little bit, like, yes, and, and it's right healthy that. to disagree. There is that like uh, I agree that like emotional impact, a game that's broken or a game that's like everyone is shouting is broken. As 40K has been recently, although although I did scream uh i was like everyone's like 40k is actually a terrible game ninth edition i was like sold the most <laughs> event tickets you've ever seen made the most money you've ever seen uh, yes. incredibly popular the world over the media yeah. for it is incredibly well consumed so you're categorically wrong and people like yes. it wasn't a good edition i'm like well then why were so many fucking people playing it Just,
1: like- <laughs> if, if, if i could pause if i could pause yeah. the story of ninth edition is un basically unmanaged gw didn't show up at the beginning of ninth edition that's when i'm out doing my streams working with them you had, you had very, very overpowered stuff. That's the first half of the edition. I, that literally leads to this day. This is why I play fan, played fantasy. This is why we're doing this show. It's actually a wonderful thing that GW said, you know what, we're not going to bother rebalancing the game because it got us to do this. They, they, but then from that point forward, they very actively managed the game. And they, they came out with balanced status slates and all that kind of stuff. The thing that that sucked was that rules are being released. People are building to a meta that they anticipate and then they get changed right so i think having some idea of 1999 is a good place to start or something like that means that you don't build to a meta that i think invariably will get put a lid on it but this is where your your lived experience differs from mine and i think that's like, like i think the aos experience is very different
0: well yeah so t- if i take a modern uh modern kind of like conversation um and i don't think that the management of the game uh made ninth successful i think uh this literally would have stayed the same but like we disagree okay. there and that's healthy uh to do sure. so uh the um uh with agency more as an example the strongest build that we've had very recently last you know last six months was was zombie you would call it zombie spam but mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Someone like, a guy brought loads of zombies and necromancers. I'm like, and, and he's like, yep. and I can't beat him. He's spamming zombies. I'm like, bro, that, like, if there's ever something you're going to do a lot of, it's zombies. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, theme. yeah, theme. Like, <laughs> like, ability of like, the theme, yeah. Yeah, okay. that, yeah. Someone like, like, everyone was like, I can't kill all the zombies. And I'm like, Well, (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) the point of zombies, man. But, you know, they did something about it. They did something about it, and... Uh, you know and there were units there were models in the game or units in the game that kind of worked really well off the number of models inside an enemy unit and obviously the efficacy or like the effectiveness of those units increased because you were like actually this is my way to specifically deal with zombies and we had the same problem like it's kind of interesting mega gargants which is similar to knights in 40k uh, which will be similar to uh, monstrous lords uh, in some armies, high toughness armies, um, uh, as an example, uh, are going to be a really interesting factor. You know, and we will have hordes also available, um, although it's not quite the same. But in in Old World, so there's some <laughs> real kind of cross pollination of ideas and, and tropes but we had gargants, and it was someone would just take four big mega gargants in age sigma stand on <laughs> circles and win games they had like a 70 percent win rate they were a yeah. huge problem um, uh, like, hey he, like they were anyway. but, but but yeah thank you thank you but each but like they were all different you know what i mean so okay. i'm like but they were they were they were they were, they were the rep- repetitions on a theme so mm-hmm. like uh, they there have been problems, but also for every one of those types of armies, there's an army where just this weekend, someone took a bunch of steam tanks to an event and are a bunch of steam tanks great. He went 3-2. They might be good. They might be mm-hmm. medium. And, like, and this is to a tournament event. This is a world's player. This person who plays on world-level platforms. So I'm kind of like... I'm always torn about persecuting theme, but I do think like, you know, and like someone's like, I can't believe that dwarf player's got six cannons. And I'm like, I literally can believe that they, I can't believe they don't have more cannons because they're dwarfs. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a a factor that I always want to be conscious of. And I would like to kind of say that 40K is maybe one of the worst examples because I think it's just an ill-designed game that Mm -hmm. they just put plasters over multiple times to just be like-
1: to be fair, too, a lot of this development comes in uh, alongside the development of terrain, right? Yes. So I, th- I think a lot of what we're talking about was eventually largely mitigated by, okay, well, if it's th- if it's so deadly, then we got to have more terrain. And so now, if you look at a 40k board it just looks like a bunch of ruined buildings. Like you don't see the models anymore because you have to hide. Mm. Um, So like terrain actually does fix it, but it also now you're again, you're pushing the meta uh, the meta of, of, of of the terrain you play on towards very, very dense tables so that you can survive. And that's to address the ill-designed game. Um, And uh, by the way, 40 K players out there, I'm not shitting on you. Like there's so many people having such a wonderful fun time, just like AOS, by the way, if you're a fantasy fan, if you're an old world fan, leave aos is a different game leave it leave it the fuck alone i like this there's no reason to be and 40k2 there's no reason to shit on any of these games the reason i bring them up is because there's also this purveyance of of an idea that will immediately start happening actually this is the comment i'm expecting which is how are you guys already talking about how to change it just let the game develop we got to see how the meta develops we can't we can't possibly anticipate all this well, guess what, guys? Yeah, we can. We can. It's we can, happened before. We, we've the reason we're bringing this up is that we've seen what an unrestricted, or at least, and again, Rob and I differ in how much we think it's potentially a bad thing. But we've seen unrestricted rules around list building before. We've seen this before, and we know that the that maybe it doesn't necessarily kill the ability of the game to develop, but it might make a lot of players not want to go to events. And what we want is a big tent. Of people who who can come out to events and have a good time because we truly believe is again events I think people who have the eighth edition experience uh, who haven't who haven't gone out to events a long time they they remember going and just getting slobber knockered by these like tournament boogeymen and all that kind of stuff and so there's I think we're going to be overcoming a lot of uh, angst around even going up even going to show up at events and so I I'm conscious of how do we how do we set things up from the start? Because you can always peel back. Um, how do you set things up from the start to make that te- that door as inviting and open as possible? That's where I come from, and it comes from also a lot of experience watching games and metas and communities develop, and what tends to what tends to really, you know, get them all frothy, riled up, or angry, or like not fun to attend. And I think a lot of times that comes down to what is what is the meta that is being encouraged, and we can see we can guess accurately um, the type of meta that's being encouraged by the current out-of-the-book army
0: format. Well, a good example would be you and me are going to rock up next week for a game, okay, right? We know. Now, we decide we're going to play 2,000 points, not 1999. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring dwarfs, I tell you, and you're going to bring something else. I think immediately you say to yourself, okay, Rob's got the potential to bring six cannons, not three cannons, Two organ guns. Well, yeah, I'm probably not going to take my lord on a dragon or yep. whatever. And instead, yep, yep. I'm going to bury that bad boy inside of a unit. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to give him no large targets to shoot at. And I think that mm-hmm. already kind of like, you know, and some people, some communities might be fairly small. I know this is something that's really important to you. So, um, and I agree with you. Multiples of something can be a real problem. They can also be uh, meta-defining in a positive way because they create like a skew, which is super yeah. interesting. Uh, oh, I they they create games. big fish.
1: Yeah, big fish that eat little fish as well. You know, like yeah. having cannons means that, you know, maybe that thousand point chaos lord on a dragon... It might be a real handful. Doesn't doesn't get picked all the time because he knows that he could eat six cannon shots in
0: a turn. Yeah, which, is a <laughs> which is a problem. is a problem. Even with cannons, maybe like being reducing their like you know effectiveness because they're not d six now. They're like d three or d three plus yeah. one. Uh, and and so. we are,
1: and we're and we're also hyper focusing right now on on things like cannons. But I think like uh, even magic spam. So like magic missiles um is something oh. that everyone has a lot of access. That's going to be cool. Um it sure could be. I remember Malefic Lords, do you? Um, yeah. the, um so like there's there's uh there's that kind of uh, a spam. There's also just very good units that for like for example, gyrocopters. Uh I know this is something that uh my friend Peter the Falcon Colossimo immediately zeroed in on. Uh they can be taken in units of 6, uh which means that even at 1999 points, uh and even if we said there was a rule of 3, you know, there could be builds where there's 18 gyrocopters, uh, which, is that a problem? I don't
0: really know. Uh, but, you know... Like, it's there absolutely is... not. 18 bicycles in the sky is hilarious. By myself, and they all just going... <laughs> <laughs> <In-nung-> <laughs> Beasley!
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's a Care Bears reference, if anyone wants... No hearts! <laughs> um, but, like, I also love gyrocopters, and I agree with you that, that, that I think that, like, a, just a flying corpse of dwarves... Uh, is kind of neat, uh, but they also all have flame templates and uh, have a lot of game-breaking dis- uh, mechanics, like just huge amounts of movement um, and uh, all sorts of things, which tend to make for, you know, tough units to deal with. So, yeah, um, it's it's more, or even like level two uh, wizards in this game, uh, which I think is, everyone's talking about how everyone's going to go level four, well, really, you're rolling two d6 um, a lot, um, and you know you're going to roll below your casting value a lot anyway. I my immediate suspicion is you're going to want to bring as many chances at something as you possibly can, um, and you, you're going to want to have more chances to roll than necessarily having higher quality rolls. Um, so I would think immediately rather than going with you know two level fours. You know, for level twos or level ones, because also we have access to signature spells, especially the, uh, the, the folks who get, um, uh, you know, arcane journals have access to signature spells that could guarantee that you always have a magic missile for all four of those guys. So that's where, that's where the, um, the unrestricted, uh, sort of, sort of spam situation. That's where I start to go.
0: Yeah. But also what incredibly fun, like, I think like more so like, let's talk about this for a moment on initial book reviews that I've done so far rules Mm -hmm. that I've looked at and stuff that I've skimmed through, I would say this game is so dynamically wide, And that's another problem I have right now with, like, overt restriction restriction, is that, like, we haven't even yet got to, like, the fun uh the fun kind of like silliness like sure absolutely 18 gyros might be a problem but we don't know maybe like eight level two wizards really deals with that problem very quickly like you know it's very possible and so yeah there's like there's actually some real interesting kind of like list ideas and thoughts out like already that i'm looking at um you know and good luck to trying to get uh you know your gyros to take out my chaos lord and dragon that's basically indestructible. Let's see, and he just eats one up at a time. So I think, yeah. I think so. We've talked about that. So c- c- tournaments will probably be the nineteen ninety nine or two thousand points. There's in-
1: already sold out, by the way, guys on uh, on Warhammer community. Just I uh, sorry on the Warhammer website. <laughs> what's that? What's that sold out? I said the gyrocopter is already gone. <laughs> they were sold on, out before. On, okay all right yes yeah. wonderful um, um yeah 65 dollars so 18 times 65 which by the way isn't even uh the limit on it let's see here 2965 that's a that's 1100 canadian dollars for your 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 gyrocopter spam list.
0: also yes. like and sure maybe it's like crazy strong no idea right now yeah? yes but also if i deployed my dudes and then all of a sudden someone's like hello and they shaved a mustache in Yeah, they got themselves a fucking, what her? My name's, my name's Jeeves, you see. And here's my 18 gyrocopters. Yes, silk scarf. Yeah. (laughs) Chucks away, I would cry laugh. And that's why (laughs) I'm playing Warhammer. Yeah. Right. I just go around and be like, let's go. (laughs) It'll be great. And
1: and I do want to really emphasize that I don't want the takeaway of this conversation to be 18 gyrocopters is OP. We have to stop 18 gyrocopters. Mm. Because Rob, to Rob's point, we don't know. We have no clue how good how good that is no clue. right now.
0: People don't know how, um, what the rules are.
1: We don't know what the rules are. We don't know any of that. I think, Mike, what my place I come from, and I think this is where I'm trying to get it, is like, do we want to start with a meta where we push we push to the absolute bleeding edge of, of what we're allowed to do here because we haven't even talked about allies. We're about to push to the you know you push the absolute bleeding edge of, of of what we're allowed to do, or do we start with a meta that like again? allows us to play within a box a little bit more to start with. that's yeah. kind of that's that's the the crux of this this is not about you know specific units by any stretch because I think if anyone were to say to me like you have no idea what you're talking about, I would have to say <laughs> you're right um, <laughs> but what I what I do what I do think I know what I'm talking about is has to do with um, when I've seen this type of thing before and that, and, and, and and like so do we have to, do this do we do we have to do the exact same thing that we've done before in response to an unrestricted list building um, uh d- Set up out of the box, which is basically all I'm going from.
0: Yeah, and it, it kind of goes back to what we just said about terrain. So, for, for instance, let's say, let's say Wood Elf Gun Line is the, like, oh, sorry, Arrow Line. Let's be clear. Wood Elf oh, Arrow yeah. Line is one of the strongest builds you can do. Okay, all right, no problem. But what if I was to tell you, you could just put two line of sight blocking pieces of terrain in the middle of the board and all of a sudden they aren't as good? And you're like, Ooh. oh, that's quite interesting, you know, mm-hmm. like um, similarly, maybe ambushing units or units that can kind of like, you know, drop at the board edges, super good, way too good, a problem, you know, doing uh, spells, you know, uh, doing, because uh, template weapons could also be a problem. I like the way templates, uh, sorry, um uh, Magical Vortex's Vort- work. Is, a, yep. is, a, is an issue. Uh, like if, like, we could get to that in the future. And it's, none of this is like doom saying. This is just kind of like I, 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 the same way. That a chaos or a chaos dragon is an issue. And I don't mean mm. it's breaking the game. I'm just like, holy fuck, that mad boy is gonna be an issue. That's a problem. Yes. Yeah, yeah, You gotta plan for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's like my water bill. Yep. I got a plan for it, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, like magic missiles might be a thing. So there's so much going on there, but like yeah. terrain is gonna affect that conversation, the number of points mm-hmm. you're playing is playing that conversation, the army you're playing against, skill level of your opponent, the condition am I trying to win an event and trying to crush you and get as many points as possible but then you should mm-hmm. be trying to do the same so that creates what I love about that I'll try and be clear about that as well because I think I need to really help you with those mindsets for the people at home you me and my friend are just playing a game me and Val is playing a game like uh you know at, at home or wherever the game we're playing is very different to I need to get every other point and by getting every point I need to be more risky I need mm-hmm. to be more aggressive but aggression it, you know it overextends my lines puts me in a more susceptible position so it's a higher I'm aiming for a higher reward but my risk is much higher but when I'm playing mm-hmm. at home with my mate or playing a battle report let's say I just need stuff to interact and have fun right yeah. and so I, you know what, the, I I also think just at
1: a uh, at, at a at a level it, most a lot of games are going to take place in gaming clubs, and they're going to take place in um, in stores, and I think those are actually the places where you run into um, shitheads a lot more often than you would at say an event. Because at an event, you run into people who have thought they've they've laid awake at night thinking, "Oh my God, there could be a chaos lord and a dragon. What do I do about it?" Right, and and so like they they they're thinking about how to deal with that, and that's actually fun to them. Whereas when you're at an event at a uh, like not a, a non-event where you're just showing up to have a nice time, and actually Rob told stories about the, like this uh, for uh, for his experience during uh, Warhammer Fantasy, where you know you show up to the store, and this is, I think is what really hurt Eighth Edition in a lot of cases. You show up with your with your dudes, your army that you like, and then you pick them up and you put them in your box and you go home, and like that's that's not too much fun. <laughs> um, and so I think like in the pickup game scenario. Um, or in the, like in the playing in your club scenario, that's where it's really, really important. I think to talk to your opponent and like, understand like what let's level set a little bit here. Let's know, let's know what type of game we're going to play because otherwise you're going to go in and, um, you might just have a bad experience and think that that's the way all gamers are. That's the way all games are played. This game is, is, this game isn't unfair. These are life skills, but I do feel like at an event, this is why I love events you may not like the type of Warhammer that takes place at events. You may not like the idea of trying hard to win the game. But to me, the reason why I love events is that everyone who goes to one is on the same page. This is the type of game we're playing. This is, you know, we're we're all going to do our best to play the rules correctly. We're going to do the be- do our best to get as many points as we can, and we're going to have a blast doing it. They're on the same page. When you have a narrative player in a club coming up against a guy practicing for an event, Then we have a mismatch in what we're what our expectations are for that game, and that's that's a to me a different an entirely different scenario and conversation where I think it does require that like both the event player if if I'm coming in to play someone who just wants to play their dudes they're playing like a Highlander list which means one of each thing you know whatever then I need to perhaps consider giving that person a good game because that's more about the social right that's the between between two two people trying to have a good game and have fun it's not just all about I'm here to try and get as many points as I can. I mean, so, so,
0: so much fun stuff there. Like Highlander, one of everything. Nuzlocke yep. from Pokemon, if anyone's conscious of Nuzlocke's, uh, which is effectively playing with intentional restrictions on, on like on yourself. Uh, I think is is super fascinating as well. There's so many ways to build and structure your games, which we'll try mm. and break down over the next coming weeks, months, uh, put them up as packs. So people, and we'll probably try and put all of those things out for free so people can, you know, like utilize those to the best of the spot. Because this is the other thing as well. Warhammer Fantasy Battle back in the day had amazing stuff like comp packs and Swiss comp and other stuff, but also very little. Like there was mm. like, there was the I think there was the bare minimum to get everything going. Yeah, and then beyond that, everyone was like, "Not." And I think there's like at least an addendum that a couple of days, weeks worth of work from you know the Squarebase crew, we can put that out, and then we can make yes. it. Because I want them for me as well. Like yeah. that's what I want for me. All right, yeah, for so, your events. Yeah, yeah, I want um, that for me. So- and also, I
1: want to I want to put one more addendum on that too, which is this is this is to say that I was being empathetic to the people who just go and get their face crushed, and they're mad about it. I would say that a lot of narrative players out there. Uh, this is across all game systems who lose a lot, uh, tend to hide behind things like uh, the game sucks, it's stupid, uh, everything's broken, Uh, you know, like uh, my opponent played a cheesy list. Um, All of these things that put blame on the opposite side of the table uh, or on the table itself, instead of thinking to themselves, okay, well, how do I give a better game? You know, like instead of thinking to themselves, like maybe I need to learn a bit more about my rules. Maybe I need to make sure I'm playing an opponent that is on the same page as me. Um, I think that like... The, the, there's a big victim mentality a lot of the times in some of the, in some of the wargaming uh, community that I also am not down with. I like uh, to the extent where like casual to me is a way is a coded word of saying bad at war, Warhammer. And um, if, if don't be mad at people who are really, really excited to learn this game inside and out and play it as best as they can, because that is skillful. People don't win tournaments by accident in any of these games, AOS, 40K, soon-to-be Old World. People who put the time in to understand what, what could potentially be across the table for them and, and construct their armies and all that kind of stuff to 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 wait to hand-wave them away as just a cheesy player or lucky or OP or whatever. That That's generally speaking a sign that you need to look into yourself and say, okay, what game am I trying to play? Because I'm not as good as that. It's not that that is that's that's what it is. Mm. It's it's and it might be that that the game that they're playing is not the game that you want to play, and don't don't shit on tournament players because that's not the game that you want to play. Build a community of players playing the game that you want to play. And for us, for us on this show, from here going forward forever, we believe that events and tournaments are some of the best things that happen in our lives, and that's that's that that's just straight truth. Um, Took has have taken me around the world uh to play this game i've met people from every corner someone reached out to me from thailand the other day about 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 playing uh playing the old world Amazing. um you know like tournaments to us are are incredibly positive places um despite you know some of the the things that happen on the sides um so again if if you if you're a type of person who's always going to blame cheese always going to blame op all that kind of stuff this format conversation isn't about that because even if there is a format even if there is a rule of three, even if we add, go to 1999 points, there's gonna be a best list. Yep. There's gonna be something that's stronger than than other things, always. That's the thing about formats. They're always gonna do that. There's always gonna be something that's really, really good. And the, but the, on top of that, there's always gonna be players that are really, really good. And that's, and what's, so,
0: and that's what's good about like get information it, yeah. where someone's like, this is the best. And people are like, okay, and so you get to make the choice you can buy and be like have the army that's the best or you can not like you already get to make those choices i'd like to make a couple of statements which i think are also true around all these games number one uh all almost no no all war games pretty much predominantly especially in the old world because it's what we're focusing on right now will be narrative games there is no differential if you're like oh i play more of a narrative game then like unless you have a dm at the table right and then you've added an additional bunch of stuff i honestly don't see how there's a difference between a well-played tournament game, which is two armies, which are completely Ludo-like, you know, consensus uh, versus (laughs) each other and whatever the hell else is. Follow up, create an environment that you want to be a part of. That's also true. I get told this a lot. Sometimes when I do stats for Age of people are like, can you cover the narrative events? I'm like, when I see one, I'll cover one. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't happen. And it's because really, like you said, it's just some silly term people come up with. Also, events. I, I run a lot of events. I've been to a lot of events, just like Val. And there is so many people who are going who are like, quote unquote, casual. They're like, hey Rob, I'm a dad, or or, hey, Rob, I work full-time, or hey, Rob, I'm only committing as much time as I want to to this event, yeah? Yep. I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but I'm having a great time. They've turned up with the right experience and the right expectation, and I think that's brilliant, and I love yep. those people at events. They're normally the yeah. most fun people. I'm like, because yeah. like, I don't know how they have fun. I'm like, how are you doing? They're like, oh, I've lost four games, great day. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, the right? hell? <laughs> like, I'd, be in my, I'd be in my fucking socks crying. They yeah. are not,
1: they, they, because they go in... I eyes open and they know that like they know how to have fun and they know that like there are people out there who know how to play the game and have the time to invest in that game and yeah like basically you can go and have a good time play those games out and know it's the difference between like if 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 my army of dudes are my dudes and i've thought really hard about how cool all these units are and i've got this idea of oh i'm gonna pull this maneuver and that maneuver and then i just get stomped Well, now it's like either I was really wrong about my plan, which is what it was, uh, or that guy is a bad guy. And that guy was playing stuff that he shouldn't have been playing with because it's it's mean. Uh, Well, no, it's because you got really horny about a bad idea. And that's okay. (laughs) I do that all the time, all the time. Okay, And so uh, it's 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 that one's on you. If you're a person who has they're dudes that they have found every extra minute of the day that they could to put their army together. And they know, you know what, this ain't going to do very well, but I'm going to go have, I'm going to go give the best games I can. I'm going to have a really good time. I'm going to meet some new people. I'm going to you know, go out for dinner after whatever it is. Um, you know, that's, that's the right mentality is, is understanding the right expectations for, for what you're going into. Um, and that's why I say at the club level, at the store level, because because you don't know what expectations you have with the random pickup game that's where like getting into a discord with your 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 local group or getting into a however you guys want to communicate whatsapp whatever it is don't go into games blind um because you there, there's a chance that that mismatch is just going to happen all the time, right? Mm. So that's it.
0: No, I agree with you. Uh, one of the other things, also, I love this uh, love this uh, quote from Gangster's Paradise in the chat, which we should, this is a t shirt for the for Square Based, bricked up for bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think, I, I'm using that, like that's going on a t shirt. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I have one last final thing to say on that because we kind of strayed yeah. away. We've talked about like game attitude, but I think. It's really fair. Um, I used to DJ, uh, some people know this, some people don't. And sometimes people come up to the DJ booth, they say to me, they are like, uh, I'm bored. Uh, what you're playing is bad and I'm having a bad time. And I was <laughs> like, you're telling me you're out with your friends drinking and you're bored? They're like, yeah, I'm like, you're boring. Like, that's your choice to Try have a bad time ta- like yeah no, it's just your choice it's your choice to have a bad time um i really do think that like and some but also let's also be fair losing sucks okay losing does suck. hey if you if you lose a game and you feel fucking cut up about it i'm with you i'm there same place okay like but the thing to do is talk about it but like dude mm-hmm. it sucked i thought i was going to do this thing and i didn't do it like next time i'm going to think about it um i fucked it up i played a game the other day with my city. Sigma against my good friend Nathan I did this incredible counter charge thing I felt like I was an 11 out of 10 player I then moved all my units towards like his main brick and then as after I finished moving and I was in the shooting phase and combat's after and I was like i'm going to lose this combat i haven't even charged yet i already know i'm like why did i move this and i had to i got into i just marty about the whole process and i was like there you go because losing does suck so it needs to be something approached
1: i I Uh, would say losing losing often feels bad there's no way around it um like and i want to just tell a personal story i went to the the uh i think it was 2019 uh european team championship probably the highest tier of 40k play that existed at that time probably to this day Um, And uh, I went 0-6, and and not even I was not in any game. I was not in any game. I had my country's name on my shirt, although it's Warhammer. It still feels a little heavy. We're the we're the people who are, uh, we're the people who you know in that country decided to go out and try and play play at that tier. I did not hang at all. Each game was a misery, a misery for me. Mm. I would say it was one of the worst experiences that I've personally ever had. And that's that's a lot to to put on a tournament. That's a lot. But, 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 one, it wasn't the fault of the people I was playing. I I, I was just outclassed. That's that's one for damn sure. Um, and also, that experience led to some very important things in my personal life, because I had I had to think about like what was actually happening there. Why did I go to an event? of this magnitude and think that I could just show up and 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 hang when I'm playing against the most skilled players in the world. I had to think about what do I want to get out of Warhammer 40K? What are the things that I really really truly enjoy? You know, like what are the things I want to focus on? And also, turns out I had horrible ADHD that was undiagnosed for 35 years of my life. So like there are all sorts of things. Like I literally came I got I lost so bad that I was worried I had like a brain tumor or something. Like I just didn't understand <laughs> Like it was, I lost so bad. I know this
0: story. I no, know absolutely. this story. I
1: lost. I lost so bad that it was. It just literally like made me have to question. Start to question things, and that's what sometimes a bad, big fat L can do, right? And so a, another way I could have treated that was I could have said, "Oh well, you know, like European players, you know, these guys are always ahead of the meta, you know, whatever." Like. Like, I mean, I, I had him, I, you know, I had this game, I could have done this thing, but he did this and blah, blah, blah. No, it had nothing to do with any of that, right? Like it had to do with with how I came into that event and coming out of that and with the with the balance of time since then, like literally a Warhammer tournament losing in the worst, most spectacular fashion, I'm probably the in the biggest event that I could have gone to, changed my life for the positive and it sucked and it sucked so bad. Uh, I don't think, I, so like losing is a skill, but losing in life and dealing with loss, loss is the easiest one that you can take in life. is probably a game of Warhammer, and you can still learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still you can still take things away from 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 these L's that that you get dealt that aren't it's someone else's fault that 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 do lead to some level of of growth. And like, yeah, that that's all I'm saying is like people who. Get ready, because Warhammer is not a narrative game at, like in the sense of, like, you have these asymmetrical battles and whatever. Fundamentally, out of the book, every single game of Warhammer is one player versus another player at a set level of points. Mm. So it is meant to be played as a heads-up game like chess, like like Magic the Gathering, as, uh, like, like you know, two people playing a, a hand of poker. That's what it's meant to be played as. There is no DM, as as Rob said, so... Yeah, it that's, is that's on you bit,
0: that's the bit that's always confounded me people are like yeah. tell the story and I'm like follow the rules also like I went to a I- I've been to a narrative agency more event like like the entire thing it was like 70 people there was like scenarios there was other stuff and I ended up like uh, and I tell this story quite a lot I ended up in the final game which is kind of a mega battle basically DMing the game in many ways yeah. because I knew the rules for all of the units so like yeah. uh, and I talk about this a lot there's a really good video if you'd like to go watch it Um, uh, well I think it's good Video where I talk to, uh, I talk about Miniac, uh, who talked about uh, aging while sucking. And I know some of you in the YouTube comments are going to agree, it doesn't, it's a great game. Uh, but um, uh, he talked about it being sucking, and it basically was like he was just a noob and he didn't know how to play the game. And he was yeah. like, I don't get it, it sucks. And I'm like, no, no you don't get it stop the conversation you, like and that's going to happen so much with the old world like and I like it's going to happen a lot and he so he was just a noob didn't know what he was doing and decided mm-hmm. he was going to then complain about the whole experience so there's a good video yep. there where I kind of break that down uh, and I eventually describe wargaming like jazz and if you do turn <coughs> up to it I do you do turn up to uh, you know a, a table even at your local gaming store and the other guy is like jazzing out which is what i describe it like they've read all the rules they know what they're doing yeah. they are fucking ready to jazz and you're yeah. there just being like one chord Blim. <laughs> they're gonna fuck yep. your shit up and they're gonna yep. delight they're gonna delight in fucking your shit up because that's <laughs> their that's their art do you know what i mean yeah. that's how they're they gonna play do- a real
1: nice tune with yeah. your face yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's 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 yeah. how they're gonna do it um okay so very quick i got i got five so let's wrap up because well, I, I think, Jesus, I think we haven't covered any it. of the subjects okay what do
1: uh, you got about we've covered we're, we're down to allies i think that's that's what else we got
0: uh okay well, allies so allies uh i get asked this lot already in the youtube comments asking us about allies are you going to cover allies and the answer is no
1: allies. I really don't. Th- I I really think that uh, for all of the reasons we've already described, they are the easiest thing to just remove from army building, to make again to reinforce, you know, uh, army builds that might look look appropriate, but also to stop people from being not only just only take the best things from their grand army, but then to go over and go shopping in another another thing. Every meta I've seen that's included, um, that's included the ability to have you know mixed factions. <clears throat> generally speaking it's a turnoff. Um, again for the gamers the tournament players and for people who might have like an idea of like i really want these two armies to play together like sup- like probably fine but as far as like a, a, an overall meta it pushes you into extreme skews or also i think less than that it gives you very same samey things because you're you're people who can can always take the best of something will just always take the best of something
0: yeah, I agree. I think allies is a huge mistake. Just being able to like either shore up the weakness of an army which is inbuilt. Normally there's a weakness because there's a strength. Wood elves, great range combat, but if you touch a ranged output, if you touch them in combat though, they'll fall to pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to give them something that they can also then put into combat. Although they do have combat units obviously. Uh, yeah. uh Eternal Guard are so good. Like, oh my god. Like, oh yeah. my god. Um but like So like, yeah, allies is a huge mistake. I'm out on allies. Uh, I think that they shouldn't be, You shouldn't even be in your pickup games. I'm sorry to say that. I just don't even think there's that. Like, I understand that you might have a little story, but just don't, just don't have the little story. I think that's a mistake as well. Um, Unless unless that's
1: the game that you've in your pickup game, that's the game you want to have. Sure, great. Uh, But like, I think again, that's something that in a a gaming group is totally fine. People who are actually talking to each other and like engaged on like, what kind of game do we want to play? allies are fine because you guys can have you can have that conversation before in a pickup game at a store or or at a tournament or whatever it just it immediately leads to a lot of gnashing of teeth and bad so i think just don't even bother with it uh for 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 like again playing games with strangers i think is is really the key
0: yeah i think mercenaries is probably the same conversation as well allies and mercenaries is all the same thing um uh, because i think that's good as well uh, so we've done terrain terrain maps definitely we should do that get that organized get that sorted. do that fun uh scoring uh like as a format obviously should be like the differential uh yeah you some... actually
1: didn't explain you didn't quite explain that when you when you got to it that's not something out of the book out of the book the, the scores would be like 1300 points to ten hundred uh, to 1000 points mm-hmm. um and then yeah what rob was talking would be that you take that score and
0: yeah, you take the sword and you work out the difference between the two, uh, that c- creates your differential and that's how you work out what the score is with a really big differential being a 20 and a really small differential being 11-9. And I think that's a really nice way. And the reason for that is is because it's so shit to lose a game, but losing a game 11-9, as in you got the nine points, that really like gives you, and I've talked about this a lot, the differential system for playing games is is a way to reinforce losing not reinforce winning so unless mm. someone like 20 nils you which is super tough to do you always got points like if i play the best player in the world and i get one point great next time i play them i get two let's go like double your performance i've doubled my performance against the best yep. player right that's yep. like i'm playing an army that doesn't work against another army. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like they're my hard counter. It's not about winning that game, although I will try to win. It's about losing by the least. Yeah, getting that, like making them absolutely sweat for it is such a valuable win. Uh, and changing your mindset on what winning is in that regard so that's differentials i think that should be the scoring system probably should be win-loss draw differential obviously uh armies obviously should be fully painted but, like at events but that's a different conversation for another day we'll get uh, there we'll get there we'll yeah. get there uh and i, think, I, mean, uh, I we, think we
1: have to we have to tell people how to get armies in the first place too a lot of them paint them Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know so uh yeah so yeah we'll, we'll get there i think it's going to look pretty junky to start with but that's fine
0: yeah so i think i think uh, i think that's like if i was playing a pickup game next week uh i think that's probably the best way to describe this right now if i was playing a pickup game next week i'd say hey i'd love to play 1999 points i'd like to play no allies no mercenaries and i'd like to maybe organize the terrain beforehand obviously we could do it when we get there uh, mm-hmm. but i'd like to create something that's symmetrical Um, and make sense and then we'll apply a couple of rules to it and I think that'll be a good space to start playing some games in the future Uh, it's definitely how I think I'm going I think I'm probably going to be reviewing armies around the 1990.9 whatever you know what I mean the sub 2000 kind of point limit Uh, I think that would be really healthy Uh, and I think beyond that just try and learn it and have a good time is the best thing you can do right now uh, because it's complicated as hell (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes yes absolutely um and uh yeah it's gonna be a ton of fun and let's just all learn how to play some jazz folks yeah um you know um i I think that's a good summary i think um in addition to that um where i went to and i think rob has some i don't want to end on this but in 40k i don't know if this ever came in aos but if 40k is now built around an idea of rule of three Mm -hmm. the rule of three being you can only bring up to three of any given selection or unit um, which was just something that got bolted on top of the game to sort of limit the ability to bring multiples of the same selection. Um and that might be some uh, that might be a, a, a direction that the the game goes eventually, uh, whether that's from the top or that's from uh, from the community. but that might be again, a very easy to understand thing to apply to list building um, that uh, that uh, can can again just again rein in some of those those choices. That's it.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. So hopefully that's been a good kind of like chat and conversation about the health of the game, the ideas of the game in the future. And I know some people will push back on some of those elements uh, and want to have their say. And that's actively encouraged. I think the best thing about the Old World community, at least from the Square Base crew, and shout out to everyone that's joined Patreon because we have got a massive Discord now of people jumping in there. So, and there's been some great hobby stuff in there and some other stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you do want to join in, uh, our Patreon is like, our our Patreon goes directly to our Discord. So you should be able to join in there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like conversation around these things are so healthy like yes. that's good like that's what we're doing as a group and as a community empathy and conversation feel like they're Square based ideas very uh, very best very very best, very best. Uh, Square <laughs> blessed Stephen. Uh, that's my <laughs> new hashtag Square blessed, blessed. Square blessed uh, <laughs> uh, so please do join in and get part of the conversation and tell us what your thoughts are what's happening in your local communities your scenes um, you know like even share problems like ah oh, there's someone in my local community they always say this like okay yeah. here's some nice ways to kind of like approach those conversations and develop a healthy community as well which is good uh because yeah. that's ultimately, what we want
1: ultimately yeah it's a social game right like oh, it's, it's yeah. a game you have to play like it's one of the reasons i've, I've become less and less sort of uh, uh sheepish about it is because this is a game that gets people out and and seeing each other and doing things in the same place and talking to one another and having to agree on stuff or disagree in a civil way you know like it's a really good thing it's a it is like such a great game. And, uh, we want to, we want to be supporters of a great game and great communities and good, healthy discourse. Um, so yeah, the, our discord is a good spot for that, but there's lots of places all over as well for that kind of discourse. So, and all the YouTube comments, which have been really, really fun for us to get through. It's getting to a volume where obviously I have been unable to get to all of them, but we do read all of them. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, we really, really, really appreciate
0: it. Okay, perfect. Uh, thank you to everyone on the Honest War Gamer Twitch, where we live stream this, um, and then thank you to everyone on, I guess, the, the Square Base and the Honest War Gamer Patreon, uh, the Honest War Patreon. Also, if you really enjoy all the Square Base content, um, then please do remember that majority of this entire show was constructed from the people on the Honest War Gamer who predominantly subscribe for Age of Sigmar content. Like they built my ability to create content full time and therefore yeah. that's that's produced this so i think like just you know kind of remember that i think that's a nice thing to to shout out uh, as well so uh, loads of love to everyone uh, thanks for you thanks to you bud you've been such a powerhouse of 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 energy for me so thank you so much for that I appreciate that a lot
1: well don't uh, don't slack off rob just remember <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: i can't i can't i'm so i'm so worker coded i can't too much
1: too much passion going on here man like it's 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 great so let's let's keep it up i i I look forward to this day and it's been more than one day a week recently so uh that's pretty fun so it's great to get to talk to you and and all and all the viewers and it's mostly you though it's this is a this is a bromance over basses
0: yeah okay perfect loads of love to everyone in the chat and thanks very much see you soon